0: Let's begin. We are stopping in Germany to speak to Bunye Inni. Bunye is a Nigerian storyteller who likes to share his stories with the rest of the world. So Bunye, welcome to The Relatable Voice.
1: Thank you for having me, Lucia. I'm really glad to be here.
0: I'm very happy to have you here, Bunye. So in which city in Germany do you live?
1: I live in Munich.
0: Wow, Munich is... Yeah, that's in the southern
1: part of Germany. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I lived in Nuremberg.
1: Wow, interesting. That's nice.
0: Yeah, Nuremberg, I believe it's like one hour and a half from Munich, I think. Actually, I always want to go there during Oktoberfest, but I thought it would be too crowded and I gave up. So have you been to an Oktoberfest before?
1: Uh, Yes, I have. I mean, I've been here for almost 10 years. So I've definitely been to the October 1st before it's I mean, like you said, it's quite crowded, but it's really worth it. You know, it's nice. It's fun. It's really loud. Mm -hmm. But I think that's why people go there, you know, just to have fun. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely worth it here.
0: Yeah, I want to go maybe next year. And when did you move to Germany?
1: Um, I actually moved to Germany for a master's degree to study. Uh, mm-hmm. Before moving to Germany, I already had a bachelor's degree in German language in Nigeria, and then afterwards, I decided to go to Germany for a master's degree, also in German language. Wow! So
0: it means that your German must be very, very good. Yes. Uh,
1: it's it's okay. It's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm also a German teacher as well. So yeah, I think it's okay.
0: I have to congratulate you. You know why? I lived in Germany for three years. Yeah. And I learned German. But I I can tell you that I found it very difficult to learn. I used to get angry every time I studied German. Because sometimes the verbs are separated. And we have three genders instead of two. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, German is a very precise language, that's the thing, you know, so it's quite easy to make grammatical mistakes, but the thing is most Germans don't care about it, you know, as long as they understand what you're saying, Germans are quite cool about it, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the good thing about German is that we speak the way we write, and so you've been living there for 10 years.
1: Exactly, yeah. Did
0: you have a cultural shock?
1: Um, in my case, I didn't. Um, and I think, like I said, it's because I already studied the language before coming, you know, so I, had a very good idea what the country was like you know i could speak the language i knew a bit about the history a bit about the culture and the literature as well the only thing that really surprised me was the weather how cold it was you know mm-hmm. um i mean of course i know europe is cold coming from africa but i think it's a kind of coldness you have to experience to understand <laughs> it's not like the cold in um in africa for example so yeah the code was I would say the only shock I experienced, and it took me a while to get used to it. But yeah. other than that, I didn't really have any much, you know, cultural shock.
0: Uh-huh. For me, it was the same. Because I come yeah. from Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, which is very warm. And then I when I moved to, to Germany, usually the weather, like at night, was so cold that I didn't feel like going out. So for yeah. me, it was was the only difficulty actually that i had bonnie you recently published your first novel the bodies that move actually your book is a finalist in the 2021 next generation indie book so congratulations because this is something that is not easy to get in and also let us know what is your book about
1: Well, thank you very much. Um, The book tells the story of Nosa, a young Nigerian who decided to migrate to Europe in search of a better life, you know, and he decided to do it as an illegal immigrant, you know, so he got um, someone to get him across the borders to get him to Europe. Um, I think I wanted to present refugees and so-called illegal immigrants in a different light because I feel like, most, most of the time the media portrays them as statistical figures, you know, as problems that need to be solved. And I feel like sometimes we forget that they aren't just numbers, but human beings as well. And that was what I was trying to do with this book. I wanted to humanize them, so to speak. And that was the, you know, the intention behind the book.
0: Mm-hmm. And the main character, Noza, was yeah. inspired by someone
1: no, not really. I mean, the whole book is purely fiction. I mean, of course, the stories in the book are based on real life experiences, but the character is purely fictional. You I mean, it's okay. not based on one particular person.
0: Ah, okay, yeah, I understand. So it's yeah. fiction.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, what is the key theme or message in the book?
1: Um, I think. Uh, The key theme would be the human desire for betterment, you know, um, the human desire to better oneself. Because I feel like irrespective of one's race, gender or social status, we all want to be a better version of ourselves. You know, we all want to improve ourselves in whichever way possible. And that, I think, is the central message of the book. That's something I would like my readers to take with them.
0: And uh, Bunye, illegal immigration has mm-hmm. been a huge debate topic for many years. And I believe that like related information can be easily found on internet. So wh- how was the writing process and how did you research for your book?
1: Um, yeah, you have, like you said, you have a lot of information uh, on the internet on the topic. The biggest challenge for me was, you know, finding you know information from the refugees themselves or from these illegal immigrants. Most of the information you get are from Western media. And so, but I was able to get some, some you know, first-hand information from certain people. Mm-hmm. And the research process was based on trying to understand how the refugees felt on their way to europe you know how their daily lives were you know what did they do when they were free you know how do you how do they interact with other people as well you know just simple basic things like how do they feed how do they bathe how do they you know overcome simple d- daily challenges and the other thing i researched on was uh on the people who transported them, you know, how do you transport thousands of people from one part of the world to the other part? I mean, you're not using an airplane. Mm -hmm. So the whole logistic aspects, I had to do a lot of research on that, you know, and how, just to see how the, how those people communicated, you know, with each other. That was something I had to do a lot of research on.
0: Basically, interviewed people, as I can understand.
1: I mean, I didn't interview people, what I did was I read some um, accounts on the internet you can find as well. I mean, I read a lot of reports by international organizations like the United Nations, you have um, Doctors Without Borders. Most of these organizations already conducted interviews. So what I did was, to, you know, get some of those interviews. I tried not to speak to any of the refugees themselves because I didn't want it to sound like, an auto, like, a, like a biography, you know. Mm-hmm. I was scared that if I spoke to a real person yeah. that, you know, I would, it would end up being me telling somebody else's story. And then there's like, you know, an extra pressure you feel when you're telling somebody else's story, you know, because you feel you have to tell the story the way they would want you to tell it. And I didn't want that. I was, I tried to avoid that. And I think that's why I didn't speak to anyone, you know, any of the refugees themselves. I just read reports and, you know, other uh, information. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, Bunye, your book title is very interesting. Why did you decide this title for first novel?
1: Um. It, the title is a reference to the way most of us see refugees. You know, we s- usually see them as bodies that move instead of as human beings. And it's not because we are terrible human beings or that we, we, you know, we are bad people. It's just that it, I think it has more to do with the way the media portrays them. Mm-hmm. You know, so we always see this, you know, pictures and images of, you know, black and brown people just moving around. And we kind of forget that, every single, you know, number, every single image you see involves a human being. And so the title was, it's kind of like a way to just remind us that these aren't just bodies. These are human beings that move. Mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to get. behind. Yes.
0: And it reminds me of a quote from Amy Shua. Do you know what a foreigner accent is? It is a sign of bravery. What do you think about it?
1: I absolutely agree with uh, Miss Amy Chua. Uh, Well, first, let me start by saying that everyone has an accent. We all have accents. The thing is we live in a world that has decided that certain accents are better than others. You know, and this has a lot to do with cultural and political power. You know, so some countries are politically strong and culturally powerful. And because of that, they get to set the standard for what, a good accent is, you know, but at the end of the day, we all have accents, you know, and I think that's something we forget sometimes. Uh, But like I said, I do agree that, you know, having a foreign accent is a sign of bravery because it means that you're strong enough to leave your comfort zone and try something new. And I think it also makes you more interesting as a human being because behind every foreign accent lies a story. Because there's a reason why you have that accent. So you have something to tell, you know. So I just think it makes you more interesting as a person. So it's not something that one should be ashamed of. It's something one ought to be proud of, I think.
0: Wow, that was beautifully said. And I agree yeah. completely with you. Like in the beginning, I always want to have my own podcast podcast. But I started thinking, wow, I don't know if people will want to listen to someone with an accent. And then I was always postponing it, this idea. But then I realized that I should try. And I yeah. never experienced any problem about it. I always tell my guests, if you don't understand me, please ask yeah. As as many times as you need, because I'll be editing it. But in the end, I I'm having I feel that I've been very successful. So I don't think yeah. we should limit ourselves because yeah. of our accent.
1: I absolutely agree. I think sometimes we let our fears control our lives. You know, uh, instead of you know doing what we really want to do, we think of all the you know, all the things that could go wrong, you know, we let our insecurities affect us. And, you know, we shouldn't, you know, we should live our lives the way we want. So we should do things that, you know, you know, that are fun, things that we want to do. That's what mm-hmm. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Babunyeh, but, but what is your mission?
1: Mm, that's a very loaded question, <laughs> <laughs> my mission. Uh, I think my mission would be twofold. Uh The first one would be as a writer, you know, my mission as a writer, I think it would be to tell stories that make people feel something, you know, stories that evoke emotions. Uh, I want people to read my stories and, you know, cry. I want them to read it and laugh and smile, you know, and have goosebumps. I want them to feel something. And I also want my stories to force people to think about the world around them, you know, to reflect more about, our world and how we move within it. Now, on a personal level, I think my mission would be to be happy, mm-hmm. you know, and that means doing everything that makes me happy and avoiding things or people as well that make me unhappy. Mm-hmm. So I think those are, you know, my two missions in life.
0: Yeah. And what I believe that you are already being happy because publishing a book and which this strong theme it's such a amazing thing you were doing that I I think you should be happy already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I am very happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: and what do yeah. you
0: want your readers take away from this book?
1: Um, I guess I want them to realize that as human beings, we have more in common than we think. And I think the more you know about someone from a different social group the easier it is for you to empathize with them you know and i know it sounds a bit cliche but i really do believe it you know we have more in common than we think and just try as much as possible to learn about people from different social groups i think it just you know it broadens your horizon and helps you see the world differently
0: Yeah, exactly. I've been living abroad in many countries for many years and it just opened my mind so much. It's so good to learn new cultures, about new people. It's for me, this is like what I always want to do in my life. For me, it's fantastic. And,
1: Uh, you know, and that's what makes the world so interesting. You know, the diversity. We're just, we're different. We are all unique. I mean, the world would be so boring if if everyone had the same accent and spoke the same way and thought the same way, you know. So that's why diversity is so important, I think.
0: Bunye, where can we find you and your books?
1: Um, You can get my book on Amazon and you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook and on Goodreads as well. So just type in my name, Bunye Ngene, and then you find my profile.
0: Okay. And also, you are planning to write another book?
1: Yes, I'm working on my second novel right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you what it's about because I don't like talking about my plans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bit superstitious uh, when it Uh comes to that. Uh, But yes, I'm working on my second novel right now.
0: Okay. So you know that you are already invited to come to The Relatable Voice? Definitely.
1: Definitely. That would we be nice.
0: We'll be giving you a, a virtual ride. And I really hope you can get this award, this Next Generation Indie Book. But if you don't, it's for, it's okay anyway. But I'll be sending you positive vibes. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I need all the positive energy I can <laughs> afford right now. Thank you, Lucia.
0: So it's very good to talk to you. Thank you, Shun. Gerne If you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted please rate this podcast and share it with your friends thank you for listening and remember relationships don't exist relating does Until next time.